All right. Well, here we are. The first three-way, um, three-way for crying for information. Um, Cormac is still unmuted. Sam, it looks like you are not muted. I'm um, here, baby. We're all set and recording. I'm here. I'm here. Wow. Um, well, a little bit of a change for the listeners this week. We are not starting with scores and a fantasy league update. Um, as you know, this has been a long-awaited podcast after a, me, and I'll just come, come out right now and say, I was a Ryan apologist last week. Um, you know what? I was buying into his stuff, and I needed to remind myself of two people who always hold us accountable, Sam and Cormac, and that's why they're on this podcast. One, to hold me accountable, and two, also hold some of the shenanigans that have been done in the league accountable. So I'll let them have the floor to say hello in an introduction. But um, we have the owners of the Learners football team and um, the cake stand, Sam. I'll start. Chris, thank you for having me on. I'm extremely excited to be joined by Cormac or joining Cormac. Um, but yeah, thank you for everything that you do for the league, no matter the amount of shit you do get in the group chat. I think you're doing great. But again, accountability. Got to hold you to it sometimes. Sam, Chris, I'm excited to be here. I am uh, wearing, for the people listening who can't see, I'm wearing a We the People shirt um, to really stick it to our liberal commissioner. And I'm drinking a Bang Energy because I have to go pick up Kevin Downs from the airport in four hours. Mm -hmm. 11.30. So the kind of guy I am. So accountable. The Bang Energy isn't going to just like keep you up till four in the morning. Like not, not a cup of coffee. I don't know. I went to a gas station. I don't, I've never had a bang energy and I'm scared to. I feel like you shouldn't. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so let's just get right down to business. Um, we all have one word for tonight's podcast that we're each going to say. Um, this can be a word <clears throat> that any of us feel is comfortable or not comfortable is the wrong word. Um, a word that we think is good for the episode, kind of a play on the word of the day. Um, Thank you for Sam for this idea. Got some great segments for you guys tonight. We got a nice long podcast and I'm going to assume right now just because we can all talk. But um, my word of the day is accountability. I don't think I need to mention anything else. I'll go next. Uh, my word of the day, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the definition of this word because I think it's important here lately in this, this group chat, this fantasy team or this fantasy league. Mine's integrity. So the definition of integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. So that's my word of the day. I think it goes well with recent events. Uh, my word of the day, um, I want to get into it later. Not too much definition now, but my word of the day is Cox. And it uh, has to associate with uh, a dual ownership going on in our league right now. Um, we had a little bit of a, a falling out last week. We we're kind of button heads and I'll get into it later, but uh, I came out victorious in our last week's matchup, but I don't have all bad things to say about the word Cox. So I'll leave it at that. Man. One thing I just have to realize right now, I think is awesome. Because <laughs> I looked at us. I don't think all three of us were ever in a room alone together in college or anything. <laughs> that was on purpose. 
<laughs> so I think that need to get mentioned. So it's great just to have this three way. I kind of love it. Um, so you know what? All it, you guys heard my take on Podgate or no, um, on at Paygate last week. We can even jump way back if we want to go to Podgate. But you heard um, Paygate, my ideas last week. I want to hear your ideas. Why I was too soft. You know what? Kind of imagine we're in Doty Hall right now. The projector's on. There's like seven of us around a table, and we just had a really bad practice. I don't know if that happened in the offensive rooms, but um, the defensive room, when that happened, it was just like, hold me accountable. Let me take a blast station, and uh, you guys are just go with it. So uh, I don't know if Sam and I ever really experienced a meeting like that because we had an absolute cakewalk of coaches in school. Um, but I, my biggest thing, my biggest issue with that was the lying. There was no accountability to play on uh, your word um, or integrity. Um, but there were, I understand if the, uh, the owner of take a shot had said at the beginning of the year, Hey, I'm going to have an issue. I I'm going to take care of it. And you guys come up with that plan. You guys had said plan and I don't know exactly how many weeks it was, but it was multiple weeks where said plan, plan A, B, C all fell through. And it was, he just skated by with no punishment until he finally hand delivered a check, which I also is confuses me why you can't hand deliver cash, but. And it has the check cashed. Have we cleared that up for the people? Uh, yes, it did clear. I, I mean, let me double check right now. Oh, <laughs> gonna take oh this is, we're just adding two weeks to Paygate now because we don't know. Um, it, my, my bank said it was going to take a week to process, and I processed it last week, and I didn't get a notification yet. It went through. Okay. Just wanted so, to make I sure. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. I think my, my take on uh, Paygate is um, just seeing good friend Peter Mutevlis get dragged through the mud last year for this exact instance. And you know, the new leadership this year just kind of, you know, swiping it under the rug, not saying much about it. Everyone else, you know, I think Nick Carzo says it's great every, every year. It's not like fantasy football just pops up out of nowhere and surprises everyone. Mm-hmm. Literally the same time every year, it's been the same amount of money, give or take a couple bucks. And so I think if everyone puts money up, you know, everyone should. Yeah, it was, uh, Chris, you, you gave him an inch and he, and he took, 26.2 mar- miles. Yeah, no. And I Marathon think Monday. the other problem, I think, when it comes to Paygate, too, was it all relates. Um, it all starts with the owner's meeting. When you know what? Someone had to go to tall ship. Someone just had to go to the tall ship. It then continued with um, the Red Sox game. And, oh, I got the tickets way before the draft. And then, actually, I got them earlier this afternoon. Um, and it continued with Paygate. And I think the three things added up. Um, I expressed it last week. I didn't, I don't, you know, I was off a big win of my youth team. It was in a really good mood. Wasn't really going to come at um, Ryan, but I, I didn't express it as, you know, I think those three things added up for him. And I think he was one hit away, the check not coming um, to the grand slam, which was an adios. I'm happy he paid. I'm happy that, you know, we, we got it resolved a couple of weeks later, but Last episode grinded my gears, you know? I, I couldn't finish it, I'll be honest. When you guys talked about Paygate and you kept it short and sweet, I was like, no, no, no. This isn't short or sweet. 
And Charter's just like, oh, yeah, I didn't pay on time, blah, blah, blah. But the Snickers bar is great, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, these guys, you know, there's no accountability in that room. And so that's when I put the hammer down. I said, I need to come on. We need to get to the bottom of this and, uh, you know, stop talking about Snickers bars and start talking about some accountability. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Um, you know what? It's just it's one of those episodes I look back at and probably wasn't my strongest work. Um, I think my strongest work probably came with either LaRusso or Carzo. Um, maybe it's because of the O and there's no charter O, but, um, I think that's kind of funny. Maybe I'm just stoned, but, um, uh, so, but looking at that again, I just, I just think, uh, between my podcasting that night and the handling of Paygate, you know, I deserved it. And I guess we can just call that Anderson's accountability, the segment, cause you just mm-hmm. held me accountable. Anything else you want to add to Anderson's yeah. accountability? You know, I got, I got one more thing that I wanted to talk about. You know, yeah. last week he was on the, uh, the podcast making up excuses, right? Just excuse after excuse. No one was calling him out on it because this, this is a closed forum, but the whole, like, everyone knows who's going with the second pick on the second pick. It's like, buddy, you're the 10th pick. No one knows who's going with the 10th pick. Like you gotta, you gotta draft in that scenario. You can't, you can't have your phone in your back pocket with, you know, the girlfriend at Fenway. Like that's, that's guy's night, two and a half hours of guy's night. You just commit to it. I don't know anything about girlfriends. So Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how that's how I think you two have. And you tell me what you think. Fantasy football is a huge part of the majority of our lives, my life, especially. I think I can speak for most of us by saying it. And the amount of time and effort that our group puts in and the amount of involvement we have going on with the the group me and the owners meetings and all the different things we do for fantasy football where it is like a big part of the year draft night is so owners meeting. I, I, I get, okay. Everyone should be there, but if you have something come up, you have something coming up. He claimed that he tried to be in it, but draft night is like, that's the big event for the fantasy football season. And you Super miss Bowl. the first four rounds, which are supposed to be your studs, like the guys who are carrying your team and you just have the, computer pick the guys for you say yeah whatever mm-hmm. it's just kind of a it feels like a slap in the face for the rest of the league in my opinion I, I did a little thinking about this too and I think part of the reason why I'm upset maybe it's because my team is just absolutely ass right now um is I want charter to pick because the computer's smarter than charter and it's going to make better decisions I want charter to be there to fuck up that's why I think I'm mad no that's a great point and um I mean, if we, you know what, let's just take a quick look at his team right now. Because the first three rounds were all auto-drafted. Or when when did he claim he was back? So I think his first real pick was Dak. If I'm correct in like the fourth. Yeah, in the fifth round. But, um, so we look right away. Which is like the, he, he claimed that the computer wouldn't have taken Dak in the fifth round. But that was like the round that Dak Prescott should be going in. Um, but... What I was going to say is Taylor and Eckler are an awesome top two. And he wouldn't have done that. No, I, I totally agree with you there. That's like such a random twosome. That's like, that's just not yeah. happening. Like, yeah. like, love you, Ryan, but like, there's no way you cannot tell, look at me straight face and say, those are the two guys I would have taken. Yeah. He's pulling in like an AJ Brown, you know, from round two into round one, try to make a splash. Cause that's how he thinks, but no, the computer, computer course corrected him. And now, that's why we're all paying for it. 
Now, you could also say that maybe looking at the draft again, Nick Chubb was drafted one spot after Eckler. Uh, Eckler's having a better season right now, or is he? 80 points to... Yeah, but I think you go oh, with... Eckler's having a better season. Eckler's, Eckler's had, a, like, two or three big weeks. Eckler's Chubb kind of a consistent, where even if Chubb doesn't score a touchdown, Chubb's ending up with, like, 10 or 12 points because he's having 80, 90, 100 yards rushing. Yeah. No, it's actually... This is not on tonight's agenda, but you, I'm looking at the draft and the fact that I took Lavishka Shrenault over Jamar Chase is blowing my mind right now. It's not. This is actually. I'm not going to do this. It's putting me. In yeah, pain. you can't. You can't correct the past. You know, just you gotta gotta move with your mistakes. I'm looking at my roster and I'm full of them. Yeah. Um. So anything else? Is that are we good on accountability, Anderson? Yeah. You know what? I think officially we can put. Paygate to rest. The check is cleared. I don't think Charter ever said sorry, but you know that might be another word for a different podcast. Um, but I, I, I think I, I'd raise my hand and say we could put it to bed. I agree, Cormac. You agree? Yep, I, I also agree. What's uh, done has been done. Once bitten, twice shy. One um, last thing. One last thing. What is the punishment next year if this happens again? There's got to be some rules. Yeah, we got to figure that out. Um, we'll, we'll determine that before the end of the year. Yeah, we got to figure. That's going to be one that I think gets figured out at the end of the year, um, just when we're not really doing anything. And finally on that, I want to read a quote of um, Derek Carr about Charter. And I think it fits him. <laughs> this is Derek Carr on John Gruden. This is also um, the owner of the Alpha Beasts on Ryan Charter. Um, I love the man. I hate the sin. Right? Like, come on, dude. You got to pay the commissioner on time. No sinning. Um, Cormac, is there anyone you want to hold accountable for here? No, no. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and I'll, there's no one really I need to hold accountable. You guys kind of said it. Um, I will put uh, Colin accountable just because he needs to be held accountable. Um, we all know why. But, uh, yeah, so let's break down <sighs> – Week five, um, you know, I like to start with my guests. So we're going to start with the number one seed in the playoffs or number one seed when it comes to standings, the only four and one team um, who else, but Cormac and his learners football team. Now the learners football team just absolutely hammered the beast cocks. Um, if we look at the beast cocks, the only thing they really had going for them. Oh my, there we go. Was Josh Allen went for 36 points and yet he only scored 75 points embarrassing for the learners football team brady puts up 37 adams puts up 32 antonio brown puts up 29 and when you kind of say have that going on you're just perfect you're made to win cormac didn't even start p ryan or miles gaskin his two highest scoring running backs but he still took the beast cocks in the shed cormac any comment on being the number one team um so what i have to say is yeah, there's definitely luck that comes into fantasy football, and I'm relatively lucky. And I'm also happy with being 4-1 and one in first place because uh, prior to the season starting, about 12 hours after we drafted, I lost my fourth-round pick, my RB2, Gus Edwards, to a torn ACL. <coughs> and then... My sixth sixth round pick, Raheem Mostert, who was my going to be my flex, uh, I lost in two snaps into the 2021 season. So, 
there are definitely some holes in uh, in my roster. I need to uh, if I want to make a run, I got to build up the running backs. Um, but being four and one after losing my fourth and sixth round pick before the season started, um, I cannot complain. No, um, and you know what? I know you have some words to say about the Beast Cox and their ownership. So we'll, we're going to finish the segment with their team. All right, so we won't break down that side of the scoreboard. So Cormac, be ready. Next, we'll go to uh, the kickstand stand versus G-Spot. Battle of the tight ends. And what it really came down to was Marquise Brown going for 29 points on Monday night. Sam put up a really valiant effort. Um, he finished with 120 points. Uh, with most notably Alvin Kamara 29, Aaron Rodgers 19.7. Um, and he was pretty much great around the board and he didn't even have George Kittle playing. Uh, oh, am I, why does it say George Kittle zero points? Is that correct, Sam? Yeah. He, yeah. A little bit of a fumble, no pun intended there on the, the uh, keg stands. He went on IR late uh-huh. in the week and I was going to drop Richard Penny, but I, he played Thursday night. And long story short, I was going to add a tight end. Didn't want to drop like rugs or any receiver. So I said, you know what? I'm going to gamble here. I'm going to keep George Kittle in. Kind of got locked in a late start um, Sunday morning. And so totally fumbled, but got to give it to Matt, his guy. I think he that Marquise Brown put up 27 points in like the last 10 minutes of the game. I went to bed and the game wasn't over and I was at like a 99.9% chance to win that game. And I was like, nice. And I woke up in the morning and I saw that kid with 30 points. I was like, you gotta be shitting me. Yeah. And especially when, I mean, Odell only putting up three is a bit of a problem, Um, but the Buccaneers and Nick Folk combined for 27. I mean, you played great, but as you said, the real night really went to uh, Marquise Brown who had 29 and also Chase Claypool dropping 21 was a big difference. Uh, Yeah. Hunter Henry finally has a good football game too for the Pats. But all-around good weekend for Gardner. Congrats on the win. Uh, Cormac, anything you want to say on that? Nope. No, yeah. Um, next, we'll go to the high score of the week. Nookie in the huddle. Um, Lamar Jackson pretty much probably won a ton of fantasy owners a game this week. Lamar went for 41 points. Zeke Elliott went for 24. Only three, two people in Nucci's lineup was um, under 10 points. That was with Noah Fant and Matt Prater. Everyone else was over 10. Uh, to his competition, Dirty Mike's Meat Locker put up 121, a valiant fight. Uh, Mark Andrews at 36, but altogether he could not come over Daniel Jones getting hurt and only having four points. And even if he had not gotten hurt, Nucci still took him to town. Um, New, uh, Mike, I don't know why he didn't start Antonio Gibson. Seems like a questionable decision. But um, other than that, what do you guys think about that game? Anything? I think all the games are great. A lot of high scores. I think we're going to get into uh, the next one, which is the only one who I see on this board with, you know, 75 points, but that's a tough week for the beast cocks there. Yeah. yeah. Um, real quick before that you like Monday night football was absolutely insane, especially for Ravens owners, because you had what they have three points in the first half or something. Like they weren't doing anything. Yeah. I mean, on none of the, none of the players were doing anything fantasy relevant. And then you had the second half where teams absolutely exploded. Um, and I think it was, Three teams lost their fantasy matchups based off of Monday Night Football. And, that's Lamar Jack- and, and then, like, Lamar Jackson won Nooch the, the lollies with mm-hmm. his performance. And then you had, uh, like Sam said, Marquise Brown won it for 
the G spot. Yeah, no, great week by Gardner. Um, I feel bad for Mike in the sense team puts up one twenty one and he ends up at one and four. Uh, tough week for Mike. Um, one and four, tied for last place with Pete. Uh, you know what? He's gonna need a quick three game one streak to right the ship. It's got to be kind of either start tomorrow, this week or next week. But he's gonna get hot. Um, next, we'll look at my game against the Daytona Haas Daddies, and it was one of those games for me as a fantasy owner when I saw Matt Stafford not throw any touchdowns on Thursday night and yet throw for three hundred sixty yards. I knew that I was in trouble. Um, and also when he had Derrick Henry going against the Jacksonville defense and James Robinson going against the uh, Tennessee Titans defense, I knew he was going to have a lot of points. Um, those two combined for 50 and Jamar chased at 24 himself and Kyle Pitts finally got off the sneed. Um, and he had 22 between those four. Um, Dylan put up 100 points or no 97 points. Really hard to beat that. Um, he, I thought he was going to be Venmoing him. Thankfully, though, Nucci came back and took that money away. Uh, even though I had some great weeks, Brandon Cooks only having three hurt me and the Broncos defense only having four. I was still able to put up 114. I will say after being three and one, I have a huge game this week against Kevin and am a little, uh, I don't know where we'll go. But, you know, three and two versus two and three and one of us is going to have a big outcome. Any, any thoughts you guys have on that game? On you and Kevin or you and Stump? Me and Stump last week, probably. Yeah, I mean, um, I was going to talk about Stump's team later on in the podcast anyways, but his his running backs are pretty pretty good. And then you get Pitts finally is getting, getting featured in that offense or getting those targets. So I think his team's pretty dangerous. Yeah, well, uh, crazy matchup on Thursday, on Sunday morning, just because Patterson and Pitts were the only guys able to move the ball. So it was weird to watch and be like, either I'm getting punched or he's. Didn't so. Patterson also get hurt for a little while? Yeah. He like, he got a concussion in the first quarter and then came back in the third or something. Um, and then finally, uh, the game of the week, in my opinion, take a shot versus Deach's Peaches. Um, Jonathan Taylor coming back and having 30 for Ryan was huge. Deach's Peaches is now tied for fourth place with three and two. Uh, how quick they can fall, right? Um, yeah. I think, you know, Deitch, we all know Deitch is going to fall on that line of I've scored the most points in the league, but if you don't beat who you're playing, you're just not a good team. So, Boom. shout out, shout out to Charter. Going from being mean to Charter to being nice. Mm. Good, good little roster there. Um, yeah. yeah. Charter came off the, the pay gate episode and put his check where his mouth was and yeah. uh, beat one of the perennial championship contenders in the peaches and uh i mean I, the one thing i will say about the peaches is that he hasn't had chris mccaffrey the best player in fantasy football for no exactly three weeks now and he's still putting up 120 so yeah and i mean the browns have minus two points uh i mean if the browns just play okay defense then it's a good game um no but ryan's team teckler taylor to eckler prescott um those three together can put up 60 every week with no problem. So Ryan's team is definitely one we want to watch out for, but good win by Ryan. Um, and yeah, well, finally, and actually before we get into the beast cocks, um, we'll check the standings out real quick in first place, the learners football team at four and one 78% chance to make the playoffs. Haas daddies. Um, we'll go by percent of playoff. Uh, me and Deach are tied with 56%. Then slowly, but surely climbing up the ratings, Daytona Haas daddies at three and two, Tied 
51%. Um, next at 49%, Nookie in the huddle. Um, we are all tied at three and two. Somehow Gardner only has a 15% chance of making the playoffs and take a shot only has 22%, even though they are three and two. Uh, get downs on it is two and three. Can Stan Sam is two and three. Beast Cox is two and three. The most likely to make the playoffs out of those guys is um, Kevin with a th- 31, Sam with 15, uh, Beast Cox at 14. Now, Dirty Mike's Meat Locker is one and four, 9% chance at the playoffs. And finally, PD Pablo's one and four, 3% chance at the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, we've gotten really close in standings. That was just a lot of reading for me. I feel like the kid in class who can't read off the board after reading that, <laughs> um, which was me. But, uh, yeah, any any takes on the standings, guys? I think it's a big week coming up. I think those numbers can shift a lot with everyone being so close. Um, but a lot of guys around that, you know, that 40 mark. So it's going to get interesting. Exactly. Um, and one thing I want to look at, because now I'm looking at the extended version of the standings. Kevin has somehow made 29 roster moves this year. The next highest is Dirty Mike's Meat Locker with 14 and the Learners football team with 14. 29. How many did Kevin do? 29. That's a waiver wire slut. I know. It's, you can't, Kevin doesn't like owning players or keeping them for a long time. He likes to just use them and get rid of them. Um, now, oh, fun- Kevin, Kevin likes to pick up all the backup running backs for the players that are on my team and then dangle them over my head and try and, try and get better players for me as I'm in the depths of running back purgatory. There you go. Um, now, let's get to the Beastcocks. So the Beastcocks got absolutely taken to the woodshed by the learners football team, as Cormac mentioned. Embarrassing performance. Honestly, embarrassing. Only one player over 10 points in Josh Allen. The next highest was 7.6. Incredible. Um, Cormac, I mean, they did have, I mean, we have to admit, no Dalvin Cook, no Calvin Ridley. Um, tough to kind of come back from that, but still, holy moly. Right. You're, like, I will say, like, missing Dalvin Cook and missing Calvin Ridley is is big. Um, but the Beastcocks featured me in their piss cocktail Ooh. category. And then talk that talk. They came to the learners football team's virtual arena, and we absolutely took them to the woodshed. Yep. And it was very, very gratifying to beat the team that had just put me in the piss cocktails. And you you almost lapped them. Yeah. Uh, they could have played their entire bench and I still would have won. No, it's that's a great point. Wow, I didn't even see that. Yeah. You would have won if you played this entire bench. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, now, still, what do we think of the co-ownership? I like it. Um, I think we have a lot of fun in this league, so I'm open to maybe expanding that, but I, I'm an all in or keep it as it is. So we all do a corner or we, or we just keep it with those two guys. I think that the mixed match of three teams with corners, you know, that gets a little messy. Um, but I know, I know a bunch of people that do dual ownership leagues cause they just have a big friend group and uh, they have a lot of fun with it. It gets pretty heated twice as many people, twice the size of the pot. Um, but I'm not going to point any fingers. I know some people <laughs> might be opposed to that idea. Well, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm glad that you had me on the pod with my potential future co-owner. Um, wow. So 
here was my thing about it. When we started talking about it, we were in week four. Take a shot had still not even paid for this season. And we were talking about things for next season. So I was like, all right, we don't need to talk about this now. Let's talk about it in the future. Second, I would hate to get paired up with a new person in the league who isn't as invested. And then it's like, you know, you see, you see the co-ownership of the Beastcocks who like have a good time doing it and they're always talking and they're all very involved where not every dual ownership would have the same involvement, mm-hmm. which is what worries me. Now if I'm putting, if I'm going to place X amount of money into this league and it's essentially based on my performance and how like the draft goes and free agency and stuff like that, I would like to be the one controlling said moves, especially if my co-owner is not as involved. Cause then you get, then you get into to situations where if you have one, like you have call the beast Cox can talk about all these game plans and basically have like a, a second person to, you know, level out anything that they're talking about. If they're between two players, you know, they can, can talk about it and work through it where that's one of the advantages of it. Mm-hmm. But if you have, you know, eight of the teams with a good co-ownership, then you have four of the teams with people who aren't involved. That's my, uh, that's my opposition to it. Now I wasn't really planning on talking about it, but I'm happy we we're open up the can of worms. We do have um, 21 people in our group chat in our, in our uh, real group chat. Now we would need three more people. If all those people joined, who would they be out of the group chat? That's what we'd have to think about. Well, probably the people we talk about most. So Naps, Endo, <laughs> and Kyron. Yeah, I think we break up the Beastcocks, stick Kyron with uh, Haas. That that team would mesh really well because, you know, Kyron would tell Haas what to do because he's, you know, inferior. Right, and he has, he's a way better coach with more coaching experience at a higher yeah. level. So. Just much rather play for a guy like Kyron. Right, right. He might even get rid of Colin and he might be the sole – Co- that's what I would do. His own ownership, Collins yeah. out of the league. Okay, yeah, let's do, let's work with that. Um, yeah, no, you're you're right. I'm happy. I mean, I could think of three people off the top of my head, but I'm happy with the ones you guys um, put. So we'll see if we can have the three like that. But we'll see. I mean, the more we talk about, the more I'd be down, just because the amount of uh, the pot would be, and also. Um, I think some of us could be good alpha owners and, you know, have owners kind of just help, if you know what I mean. Like a- Yeah, I, I, I kind of look at it like it just, it, you know, if we're riding at 100 miles per hour right now and if we get 12 more people, we're riding at 200 miles an hour. The group chat's firing off. People are excited. There's big trades. There's, there's a lot of commotion. Um, you know, there's 23 people mad at Charter, not 11. <laughs> or I guess 10 because – Commissioner, you never did anything about it, but that's just my two cents. No. Um, yeah. I mean, it would stink if you had to be with someone who paid late. So, um, yeah, no, that's how I agree. Um, so, and is there anything else you want to hold the Beastcocks accountable for, Cormac? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm good. I'm just – I'm happy I uh, waxed the floor with them in our matchup and uh, – Made them drink their own piss cocktail. Exactly. No. Um, 
So on to the next portion of our agenda. Um, let's look at construction Cormac. So this is a segment um, who someone who Cormac believes need to reconstruct their team and also their life. Um, Sam and I also have a take for this, but we will start with construction Cormac. All right, let's see. Um, I feel like the kid who came to class unprepared didn't do his homework. Um, and then Shocker. he called on first. But, you know, I'm used to those situations. So, hey, I are you ready? Um, no. So, we'll start with you. I would like, I mean, love to double to take a shot into this category with the team <laughs> and the life. But what I will say is, Charts just, he, he kind of owns it. You, you'd like to, everyone is jealous of how he lives his life where we give him a lot of shit we do love him he's one of our best friends i think that's why we give him so much shit um but no he owns it he's he's killing it um but but he is my construction for his team that is the that team worries me where i think three and two is pretty lucky for him um i think dak is a good player that's that's he's a fantasy star, but he's really has to rely on his running backs to have those big weeks where you're not going to have JT and Eckler putting up 30 a piece every single week. Mm-hmm. He has Allen Robinson, who is essentially the number two wide receiver in one of the worst offenses, passing offenses in the NFL and AJ green, who is pretty close to collecting social security. And then he has Gronk at tight end. Who's out again. So, Ryan, you're welcome, because if you listen to this pod tomorrow, I know you wouldn't have changed your lineup. Gronk's playing tomorrow night, so you should probably take him out. Um, Godwin is good. That Tampa offense is is good. So, with Gronk being healthy, um, that could be good. It's kind of a double-edged sword where if Tampa gets shut down per game, you now have two of your starters who aren't getting many points. Mm -hmm. Um. He does, and then his his bench. He's got Gallup on IR. Michael Thomas is still out. Jono Smith still doesn't know how to play football. Yeah. Goddard is out as well. Who's his backup tight end? So he should probably. Yeah, those are him. Ryan. Set your lineup and, and do some roster moves. So how should he reconstruct his life or construct his life? No, I I, I don't think he needs to change anything in his life. Maybe put a little more focus on fantasy football. Yeah. Um, budgeting. There's some budgeting in there, too. Sam, you or me? I'll go. Right. Um, I think it's me for mine. My team is absolute ass. I I don't think I've ever lost three games in the first five weeks. Um, I'm always on top of my IR players in starting lineup. I missed that. Um so I think for my reconstruction, it's me. I, I got to do some trades. So I'm going to take this time to say everyone on the Keg Sam Sands is up to be traded. Don't waste my time, but everyone is up to being traded. Probably not Cooper Cup, because he's a stud. And there's no one else to rather root for on Sunday. Should but we do a live pod trade? I was thinking about that. I was, I was saying maybe I was thinking like I'd offer you DK Metcalf and someone else for him. but For Cooper Cup? Yeah. I mean, everyone wants Cooper Cup. I what's, your, uh, what's your price on Kamara? I don't know if you're allowed to trade your first-round draft pick. Can you? 
I don't think you can release it. Oh, you can't release it. Yeah, I mean, Kamara is absolutely on the block. What are you thinking, Cormac? I'm thinking I need to improve my uh, running back. I solidify my RB1 and RB2. So you need an RB3. No, I need Kamara. <laughs> you need some depth. So I can give you all the guys that I don't want. Well, I, I a really good bench. All right. Would you trade Terry McLaurin, TJ Hawkinson, and Miles Gaskin for him, Cormac? I, no, 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 no. Um, Ter- I actually just acquired a Terry McLaurin jersey. Terry McLaurin is the heart and soul of the Learners football team. I like Terry. Scary Terry. Yeah, yeah I, I would. Um, he's a beast. All right. I'll offer one more trade. Let's see. Devontae Adams and Joe Mixon. For, for Kamara? Kamara? Yeah. No fucking way. I wouldn't even do Devontae Adams straight up for Kamara. Really? Really. Sucks, too. I don't want Joe Mixon. I had him last year. He was awful. I was going to say I could give you Mixon and, like, Knox and, like, someone else for Kamara. What if I said um, – Kamara was the second person drafted this year and, like, every year. So, it's got it's got to be a nice little purse for him. But, what, listen – what you if I said Cormac, you were hot on Damian Williams? He's back on the on the trading block. He had a good week one as a starter. But uh, we don't have to do a live trade now. I'm just all right, I'm, yeah. We'll we'll talk off air. I am interested in Williams. I'm, I'm um, letting, however, I'm one thing I will now. say is I think a lot of people overvalue players that they draft because they invested a lot of capital in said player. Good point. Me myself, where I'm not, I I don't think I would trade Devontae Adams for pretty much anything. What about if I said to you, Sam, Cordell Patterson and uh, DK for Camara? I'd drive up to Boston and piss on you because that is dog shit trade. It's not like I just offered you the fourth best running back in fantasy. But well, who knows? We'll see. Um, Five games is a big sample size. So we are we are almost at we are past a quarter we're almost at a third. Um, now for my reconstruction, my team construction. So I'm leaning Deach's peaches here. Now I don't feel comfortable saying that because of his fantasy team, but I will say his Instagram story he shared over the weekend did not <laughs> look like any of us, and it freaked me out. Like I was like, "Who is he hanging out with?" Like, oh, I'm not gonna go watch the Ohio State game with the boys on Saturday. I'm gonna have like a hot macchiato, then three double IPAs and a pretzel with my guys talking. Um, marketing and whatever that was that was the united nations in his instagram story <laughs> i was like those people look so much smarter than me yeah um, i think a little, a little different than uh, my saturday night but hey listen he's hitting the books no he is it's i mean it's good for him um yeah he's in in a couple of years when he's making a bunch more money than us it's gonna all pay off yeah, but i'll still be beating him in fantasy we will still be bidding him in fantasy. That's all that really matters. Yeah, exactly. No, it's just like such a sophisticated crew. And I was like, wow. Now he does not need to reconstruct his team. Who I will say needs to reconstruct their team um, is the Petey Pablos, uh, one and four in Louisiana. Um, you know, Pete has been kind of quiet in the group chat. I don't know if it's just because his team sucks um, or <laughs> that he just doesn't feel like talking to us, or maybe he's just matured. Um and maybe he's like Alec, where he's got a lot of stuff going on that's more important than us, other than like me, Carzo Nooch, and some other people in the big group chat. But um, yeah, it's 
Saquon Barkley, obviously hurt. Russell Wilson, hurt. He's got Nick Chubb and Mike Evans. But, like, when you're two of your top players are hurt, your top two picks, you are in a lot of trouble. Um, so I think his team's in big doo-doo. I don't think there isn't a chance he doesn't come out of this. But I think – let's see who we're starting this week at quarterback because I'm still looking at last David week. Carr. Derek Carr. Or Derek Carr. Derek Carr. So we'll see how that goes for him. But, uh, you know, it is tough for the PD Pablos right now. So that would be my reconstruction team. Um, now let's get right into uh, – actually, wait, i got to pick up my phone because we have an ad calling in. We have <laughs> an ad calling in. Uh-oh. And this ad for tonight's show is brought to you by none other than Dana Bob. Um, I will cook you meals. I will feed you chocolate milk and I will stir you some Jamaican me crazy coffee while employing a bunch of stoners and people who used to do meth. Yes, I am Dana Bob and I am in charge of Dana. Thank you, Dana Bob, for the column. Um, now, next, uh, into our next segment, the three-point stance. So three hot takes. These can be either about the league or anything else. Um, my first hot take is when is when are the bitter days of fall going to start? Um, right now, the weather has been almost scarily too nice for the third week of October. Um, and I know soonly but surely, because I looked at the 10-day, the low temperature um, has kind of the low temperatures of 32s and a high of 60 starts in two weeks um, after looking at the 10-day. And I'm, I'm kind of terrified. So my, uh, my stance, my hot take is warm weather don't go away. I know some people like the crisp air days of fall. This is perfect right now. 70 degrees. This is normal September weather. That's my first um, stance I'm taking. Warm weather, don't go away. Hit me with something, someone. Uh, I'll go. Um, This is actually has to do with fantasy, and I figured I'd kind of go off of when you were just talking about Pete, and I know he was in your your construction category. My hot take is that the Pablos make the playoffs. Wow. Um, so here's my reasoning. Kareem be- Hunt and Nick Chubb, I love that combination because they have the best offensive line in football and they have – and that follow that with one of the best rushing attacks where wow. Chubb is a consistent 80, 90, close to three digits – every single week rushing. And if you throw in Kareem Hunt's playmaking ability, that's a really good combination. Um, And then he also has Saquon Barkley, who is hurt. I know it's going to be a couple of weeks probably before he gets back, but once he gets that back, that's a, that is like a three headed monster at running back. And I think they can make up for the lacking elsewhere in the league. Uh, and on his team, I think Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett are two very good receivers who are on like Mike Evans is on one of the most dominant offenses in, in the NFL. And I think Pete's team, I know they're what one in four right now. I think he has an outside shot to kind of run the table, maybe get one or two more losses in there and, and make the playoffs as a four seed. No, that, that is a hell of a hot take. That's not one I've thought about. Um, but as you said, that is a hell of a hot take. Sam, give me your first stance. My, so my hot take, I don't know how this is going to resonate with the pod or you guys, but 
my hot takes that Bud Light tastes like shit. I can't drink Bud Light. I do not like Bud Light. I don't know how you guys drink Bud Light, but that's my hot take. I bring that up because that's all these people drink on college football Saturdays. And it's just like, dude, get your guy a Bud Heavy. Let him be comfortable. Let him kick his feet <laughs> up, watch some games, drink a man beer, get this hair flown on my chest. But yeah, that's my hot take. I had a pretty nice argument with a young little lady about it this weekend. So I'll stick with it. Bud Light tastes like shit. Now, what I will say about Bud Light is it's it does have its ups when you're just trying to hammer something really quick at the beach. And, you know, before you know it, you're like eight deep and you're just kind of crushing it because it's like water. Um, but I will admit Bud Light, after you have a couple good beers, kind of tastes like isn't that good. I think it overrated would be a strong word for me because I love Bud Light. Um, but like if you're offering me a Corona or a Bud Light, 10 times out of 10, it's a Corona. Like I, there are other by there are other beers I'll take over Bud Light very fast. Cormac, anything? You no, just... I mean, I'm I like Bud Light, but I'm not gonna argue <laughs> with Sam on this. Um, I mean, Quasi is strictly Bud Heavies, and it is the best time of the year. I know I wasn't there this year, and it was like the worst weekend of my entire life, but. That weekend is unbelievable, and that is strictly powered by butt heavies. Yeah. Um, no, I will say, I think the other reason is it's kind of hard to drink a really, uh, like, a light beer in this type of weather also, especially on a, like, unless you're trying to absolutely hammer them. If I'm trying to hammer a drink on college football Sundays or Saturdays, uh, I'm probably going truly because they're light, they're super easy, and before you know it, you're down, like, eight of them. I've been on my uh, my Deech train doing like the crazy IPAs. Yeah, getting a little like, weird and mixing it up. No, I've been doing IPAs. Let me we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit of college football as we get closer. And my actually one of my hot takes is going to go, but I'm going to go back to the fantasy football league. And my hot stand slash take is that the league is wide open. Um, no offense to Cormac, I don't think this is a year where one person has first place. I think that you're going to get caught. I don't know who it's by. I'd hope it's me at three and two. It wouldn't be surprising me if it was a two and three team. A couple of weeks ago, I thought we'd have a big widespread. I don't think that's happening with Alex injuries um, and the injuries that have happened to Pete. Um, if I know you just said you would see big things from him. I could see them going the other way too. Um, and I could also see it happening to Mike. So we could have a really wide spread at the bottom. But I think that the one through eight spot of the standings is going to come down to the last week. I think that the person in first place in the last week has a two-game advantage, no more. Do I think everything's going to condense? No offense, Cormac. No offense to me either, because I want to. Sam <laughs> wants first place, but you know. Oh yeah. Tightly condensed. Taken. All right, Sam, hit me. With another take, we got three. Oh shit. Oh, I, you know what? I can I can go. I, got I, I thought I thought we were the three. Those were three hot <laughs> takes. Um. Not really a hot take, a little bit of a hot take, more fantasy football-wise, but I'm going to segue it with we are officially in Kevin Down's season. Uh-oh. He is fall. You Once they start coming out with the, the new clothing catalogs for the fall, you got leaves on the ground. Put him on the cover of every single one of those magazines. He is fall. Put him in a flannel. He's a nice Lulu khaki, some all-bird shoes. Nice golf hat with the little hair coming out, walking down Broadway. Is this Kevin Downs' first Southie fall? Um, 
think it is. Mm-hmm. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was back and forth last fall. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. It was kind of like closed, right? So like this. Him and Hamish moved in, I think, in December or January to their new spot. He was, yeah, he was out in September. He was gone for a couple months. This might be his first fall. Wow. R.I.P. Imagine right, what this kill count's going to be. R.I.P. to the Southeast Snatch. God <laughs> damn. Um, but also, um, Kevin's now on back-to-back wins. Okay. And I don't think it's a coincidence that those back-to-back wins came as the air is getting a little brisker. The leaves are changing colors. Yeah, this is his season. This is his season. He might run the table in October. November, December comes around. I don't think we have to worry about him in playoffs. But he, he's going to give the league a run over the next month. He's no got problem. a high uh, playoff percentage all the way down there. Someone knows something. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Um, no, my final hot take, I'll just get to it. Outside of the fantasy league, Matt Corral is winning the Heisman. Um, not just because I have a ticket to, for Matt Corral to win the Heisman from the beginning of the year, but Ole Miss is a unit. They're going to go nine and three at the worst, maybe 10 and two. They, we might see them in the Sugar Bowl, being totally honest. Uh, they are a hell of a team. Um, and I think he's going to have a couple more electric games. Right now, he leads the SEC in touchdown rushes um, with over 10, got over 10 passing TDs, two, no interceptions. Guys balling out. Uh, Corral is my Heisman favorite. And um, he's going to win it, and Ole Miss will go to the Sugar Bowl. Those are my kind of combined. I like that. I like that a lot. I think for my last hot take, I'm going to copy something that Haas said earlier. Um, I just don't think I'm – I think I'm running out of luck, so I think my hot take is that the Red Sox are going to win this World Series, and it's going to be absolutely fucking miserable in our group chat. And we have a little Yankee group chat, and I'll probably just, like, go to that one for that week. But my hot take (laughs) – and I apologize to all my Yankee that's fellow. Your, uh, that's your safe space, Sam. Well, yeah, whenever we get, like, dicked down by the Red Sox, we kind of just go there. But that's my hot take. That's my hot take. I really hope I'm wrong. Been happening a lot recently. Uh, Red Sox, kind of a unit. I, don't, I didn't think they were going to win the last series. Cormac, any hot Red Sox takes? I don't I don't want to act like I care. Yeah, one more that um, I'm dreading. Might not be, might not be true, but Hot seat, my vaccine status. Yeah, I was going to say that all cops need it, don't they? Uh, you don't, but for the academy, if you get sick and have to miss time because of COVID, it counts against you. You only have a certain amount of days that you can miss before you get dismissed. But if you are vaccinated and you miss time with COVID, it doesn't count against you. Ooh. So it's kind of it was kind of like an incentive for people to get it where if you miss time and you are vaccinated because of COVID, it's like basically like uh, getting hurt on the job or something. And uh, my brother and his wife are like in the process of having a baby, I think they're like doing like they're doing like uh, the sex stuff. No, they're doing like uh, basically like the scientist is doing it, the doctor. Taking, oh. taking, taking the, the fish, the sperm, putting them in the egg. So my brother's wife is on a bunch, is on like certain medicines for that. And the doctor said that she cannot be around people who are unvaccinated. So I kind of have to Ooh. get vaccinated if I want to see a good portion of my family. And be a cop. And be a cop. 
Huh. I, I got my uh, my piss test tomorrow too. Ooh. You think you're gonna pass? Yeah. Um, I was telling Kevin, meth only lasts in your system for a few days. So I should be good. <laughs> um. Wow. No longer anti-vax Cormac, and everyone in the group I think would be vax, wouldn't they? Uh, Mike's not. Wow. So Mike so, and I are the only non-sheep in the group. So we have two Kyrie Irvings here, Sam. <laughs> I know. Listen, I've been vaccinated and gay ever since Caroline Finney came out with that Instagram story. <laughs> so I'm I'm up for whatever. Vaccinate, don't vaccinate. I love you anyways. Anyone. Wow. Every time I every time people talk about vaccinations, I just think about Caroline Finney vaccinated and gay. I just think it's <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see. We got two Kyrie Irvings in the group, though, as I said. Next, we have a wooden warrior, um, someone we think is the MVP of the league and can also be the MVP of other stuff. Um, right now, I will say the MVP of our league has to be Cormac. Um, you know, had a couple guys injured, showed his strength. He's, seven, he's still 4-1, 70% chance, 78% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, it looked after week one, I kind of said he was kind of blowing his load lead too early. Um, and now that we look at what's going on, um, he's in a really great spot. And I think Cormac's team is a team to watch out for, especially if his running backs can somehow find a way to get him points consistently. But Cormac's team is a unit. Um, he's the MVP of the league. Now, the MVP of outside the league right now, um, I am going to say it is – I'm actually going to go way outside the league. I'm going to say it's uh, Pelletier, um, you know, just because he looked skinny at quasi. Um, he's continuing his run as, you know, being the dump, um, being the Pell. Like, he's just he's just a great guy to always have around. Um, you know, I, I put in my group chat, like, uh, in my friend group chat, like, hey, like, it's my girlfriend's birthday brunch on Saturday. Um, do you guys in Boston want to come? No one responds, but you know who did respond? Mitch. So that made me smile, Mitch. Um, Cormac didn't even respond either. So he could be on the hot seat. Yeah, um, I, might, I might have to get fingerprints done on Saturday. So I, 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 yeah, that day, I can't, like, you know, like, rather than just have me, like. Well, I, I didn't want to tell you I can't if I can. I get that. No, but. Wasn't it just your girlfriend's birthday? Oh, it was your birthday. My birthday. Yeah, not a big deal. Big surprise party. Jeez, you guys are just hogging up the whole fall. No, well, Kevin, me, my girlfriend, Cormac, early August. Should we involve Ryan in this or not? Yeah, he's got enough attention yeah. from today. Right. <laughs> yeah, so those are my two MVPs. One of you want to follow up? Um, okay. wait, real quick on uh, on Peltier. Every friend group has that that fat funny guy. He's no longer the fat funny guy. He's just the funny guy. He's like two ten. I just probably beat me in a mile. He's in pretty good shape. You you can't change what you were, you know, like I, I think of dumpy. I don't think of dumpy at quasi. I think of dumpy, you know, sophomore year naked outside of the bookstore. That's what I think with ranch in his belly. Yeah. I think a bar. No. Yeah. But, but you know, for him, he's got a new girl and he's uh, dude, he's, he's doing, he's doing good, but I'm buying stock in, 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 in Peltier. Some cool I'll go next. I'll go next for MVPs. Yeah, I said all the nice things I could say about Dumpy at Quasi, and so I bought myself a year. Um, <laughs> MVP of the league, I think it's Legend. I think he 
Wow. He does so much. I was just looking at this earlier because we had four, three, two, one league. We had the, you know, the other group chat that I definitely can't say the name of. Um, we've got the fantasy football group chat. You, you're always, you know, you're just the MVP. You're getting shit done. You're posting lines. You're making podcasts. You're sending out all this shit all the time. You know, I would say you're the MVP of the league. Your team might not um, back that up, but it will. But yeah, a lot of football left. Um, MVP outside of the league. This one's tough. This one's really tough. I'm going to have to go. I don't know if he's a listener, but I'm going to have to go with Drew Smolzinski. Mm, I think 24 7, that guy brings the energy. That guy shows up ready to rock and roll, smile on his face 24 7. I'm going to go see him tomorrow in Philadelphia. So maybe, you know, thinking about him recently makes him my MVP outside of the league. But going to go down to Philly, watch a little Tampa Bay Bucks Eagles game at the link. So that's my outside of the league MVP. That's a good one. He was a, a blast at boat party too. Yeah. Wherever wherever he, he goes and just leaves the city in ruins after he after he's out of here. No matter where it is. Um my MVP of the league so far is Stumpy. Stumpy just had a kid. Congrats. Um, but he also started out the year 0-2 and was on a fire sale of his team, was ready to throw it in, call it a year, and he's won three games in a row. And, you know, he's got Derrick Henry and James Robinson, who are top five yards for, for running backs in the league. And I think those guys can kind of can kind of carry his team. Um, I think he's he, he turned it around, three wins in a row. Boom. I like that one. That's a Tough to start 0-2 and – and- you know, now he's in second place. Yeah, I mean, he's had a really great come up compared to Podgate a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, great, great come up by Dylan. Now, who's your MVP outside the league? Oh, MVP outside the league. Hmm. Probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm going to go with uh, Kaner. Mm. Don't use full names, even though we've probably been we've been repping them the whole pod, um, and I, I'm sure. We got about 11 listeners all in the group, so it doesn't really matter. Um, also, Dylan, fuck you. But, uh, yeah, um, Kaner spent uh, spent the majority of the summer up at the homestead in New Hampshire. Um, uh, the uh, appearances from him were few and far between, and he just moved back into Charlestown with the old lady. Um, and we got a nice appearance from him at Boat Party. I heard he was unbelievable at Quasi. I wish I was there for it. More wine. I feel like I'm not even allowed to say it because I wasn't there. But you are. You are. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's a he's an unbelievable time. He's back in the city. He's going to get more involved. Um, he uh, is in the process of buying a new Patriots jersey. He called me today. Not a big deal. Um, so yeah, good stuff from him. Yeah, he's- outside MVP. And he uh, had a kid. Hmm? Yeah, did also have a kid. Kaner didn't have a kid. Oh my god! Why did I think you're talking? About... What are, are you, you talking about? about? I, 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 you said Dylan. I thought of your first team. I don't think Caleb had a kid. <laughs> uh, well, he'd be—he already is a daddy, but he'd be even better daddy. Uh, 
Now we got, I mean, how are you, how are we feeling on time guys? It's been an hour so far. You want to keep rolling or? Yeah, come on. I, I'm, I'm still engaged. So next we'll hit some uh, gambling over unders um, should be a little bit more entertaining with three. Um, and then after that, we'll do a little just personal chat. We'll do, we'll, we'll come up with one more thing and then we'll wrap it up. Um, but my first gambling line for this over under four and a half wins for the person in last place. Not saying who over under four and a half. Uh, I got to take the under on that. I think some people are just going to fall too far behind and, and it's just not going to matter. I think like Pete's a good example, right? He's got a couple players that are hurt and if they don't bounce back, you know, he's going to be plugging a lot of bad players in and it's going to, it's going to be hard, but could happen. I'm going under though. Cormac. Yeah. I'm probably taking under as well. What do we, we, we played 13 regular season weeks. The last year there were four teams under four wins under four. So and a half wins. We played 13, but we have, we added one more game, correct? So 13 games, that would mean, yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely go under. There's probably going to be a team that finishes three and 10. Yeah. Yeah, I can't look past last year because I was – At worst, four and nine. So, I, I, I got to go the under there. Yeah, I'm hitting the under two. Three unders we're happy with. Uh, I think the team in first um, – I mean, the team in last kind of either finishes with four wins or three wins. Two wins would mean either someone goes winless or Pete, or Pete and Mike don't win or only win one game. I don't see that happening. Uh, season's long. They still got seven more weeks to – or eight more weeks to put something in. All right, next, over, under. <sighs> Sorry for that. Just a, little, a lot of talking today for me, losing my voice. Um, over, under. Let's go to the top team. Let's just hit that right now. Over, under, nine and a half wins for the first place team. I'm going to take over. Over. Last year, the first place team had nine wins. Cormac, which was Cormac, right? No, no, no. I was – Oh shit! I think I was uh, fourth in the regular season. You I think I was fourth. You were eight and four. I just can't look at it right now. Yeah, I know I lost in the championship, but um, yeah, I think I yeah I was in fourth for the playoffs. I retract my statement. I'm going under. I think it's going to be a really tight rest of the year. Not. I don't think anyone's going to get ten wins. Um, Sam was in first place last year, tied with uh, Dirty Mike's Meat Locker in nine three. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over. Um, I'm going on. I think I win at least 10 games. So I'm going to take the yourself. I like it. Perfect. Um, over, under. Let's get outside the fantasy league for a hot minute. Over, under. Let's just go with an easy one. Guinness is drank by Ryan in October 30. Oh so that's a Guinness a day. Oh, my God. I think the kid hasn't had a day off of drinking since, like, March. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hammer that over, especially with Red Sox games coming up. That's not something you should brag about. I, I know he likes to uh, to mix in some Heinekens and some lighter beers. I know they don't have Guinness at Fenway, but deeper you get in the playoffs, the steeper the ticket prices are. Is Biden Bucks got to be running thin over there. So I don't know how many more uh, Sox games he'll make, but a couple Guinnesses at home or at the Black Rose, I'm sure he'll, he'll polish mm-hmm. off over 30. Um. Over under eighteen dollars amount of money sp- Kevin spends on fall decorations in his apartment. So I'm talking like <laughs> pumpkins. 
I'm talking like, you know, maybe there's a little hay barrel. Um, maybe there's like a bowl of, uh, what's the, sh- what's the worst candy ever? Candy corn. Um, maybe he's got like little Snickers and a Halloween and a little Halloween bag. Um, what do we think over under $18? Are we considering Halloween costumes in this or no? No Halloween. So this is Halloween decorations for the apartment. Halloween or, or fall decorations? Fall, fall, fall. Year. It's fall month. Mm. I was going to say over because I feel like he might have a Halloween party. If a Halloween party does not count, I'm going to go under. I don't think he's going to do pumpkins. You don't think he buys uh, I one pumpkin? I think, I think if, if he buys pumpkins and puts them on the kitchen table, Hamish is going to smash them out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go under. I don't think anyone's buying decorations anymore. I don't know, you girlfriend guys might. Uh, side note: Hamish is what Andrew's name almost was. His parents almost named him Hamish, so I call him Hamish. It was it was between um, Andrew and Hamish. They went with Andrew. Thank good God. <laughs> good good decision. Um, next line, we will go. Over, under, times in the group chat by the end of October, Nucci says he doesn't feel well because of a long weekend. 15. I'm smashing the over button. Kid loves this happy Mondays. That's three a week. So this can be more than one in a day. This could be like, today's awful. Why did I do this this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go the over. Um, It's especially with the Bills. How many home games do the Bills have? Well, that, that's yeah. due. That's due for like close to a dozen. I know. Monday after a Bills game. Um, now let's hit over under um, amount of posts Carzo has on Facebook in 2022. So I don't know if you guys have noticed Facebook, but I think my most real friend who posts on Facebook is Carzo by like a long shot. So looking at 2022, as he gets more into running, as he gets thinner. As he gets more um, more adultish, will he have over under 12 and a half Facebook posts in the next calendar year? Smash in the over. So one, more than one a month, like an update. Like Adam. Yeah, he might he might switch it up and like fuck me on the under because he's hearing me saying this. But dude, that guy <laughs> lives for like the the photo next to the girlfriend hand around the waist, like a white claw in his hand with some boots that you boys yep. in Buffalo think are good. So I'm, I'm smashing the over button. I'm looking at his Instagram right now. He's pretty active in the fall. And yeah. I know his Instagram translates to the Facebook, but I, I don't have Facebook. So you're going to have to keep me updated on that. The, uh, the Instagram also posts on Facebook. I feel like he's pretty big with. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to have to take the over on that one too. Now, and the other especially, thing. Especially when he gets engaged this spring. I feel like that's due for a couple of, couple of picks. Oh, yeah. And then there's going to be like the, the photo of like the friend who took the photo. And then like two weeks later, it's going to be like the professional photographer's photos. Yep, yep, and then yep. a week after that, it's going to be like, I'm the happiest guy in the world. Elm and then, and then the next future. week is in 417 days. I can't wait to marry you. Yes, exactly. Over. Hammer it. Lock it in. Yeah, lock it in. Someone make a line. Oh, my God. You can get I, I think I'm hitting the over two. Um, Cormac kind of mentioned it. There's going to be like four Thanksgiving and Christmas posts by him. Um, with like him all dressed up and gassed up in some nice flannel, like maybe like an iPad in hand, like arm around Lexi or next to his old man. 
um, or just with like Nooch at a or at a Bills game with Nooch or something. Gonna be a lot yeah. of. I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, love love is love, but like just make sure Carza stays off his tippy toes in the photos. That's always a bad look when you're uh, you're doing those side by sides and you're on your tippy toes. But just want to throw that out there. Make sure you, you know give him a little advice if he's gonna hit the over. All right, over under, and this is in a, a month. Over under a hundred calendar notifications on his phone, Alec. For Alec, I almost said full name. Thankfully, I didn't. For Alec, over under. So, like, you know, the cap notification you got on your phone for something on your calendar. Yeah. Like, does he get a hundred of those a month? I get like three a month for Zoom meetings. So I don't even know what those are. So I feel like I'm gonna have to take the under just because I, that's I don't think that's like an app that I don't even think works on my phone. I'm I'm smashing the over because yeah, I think those, it's it, yeah, all those NBA kids they're they're still using you know Outlook and and G and whatever the Google calendar they're, they're setting up calendar invites zooms with, you know, for their virtual coffee dates. So Cormac, like if you look right here, so this is my calendar, right. And you'll see, like, I have a school thing set for that day. Like it's yeah. a week. So every, so if you have like a meeting or it's set up through like an email, you can put it on your email. So you get a notification about the meeting. Um, mm-hmm. You'll get a notification. So like for me, before every zoom meeting, I have 15 minutes before, I get it. Like Sam, look at Sam. Yours is all blurred. Yeah, it's the background, but yeah. there's a lot of left. Um, yeah, so you get like notifications on if you have a meeting or whatever. So I'm going the over. He that was impressive when he showed me. Um, but he's a busy man and a successful man and the greatest lacrosse and football player to be in the North Country at one time. So yeah, I think that Ty Burns, Burns was there for a year. Fuck, three years. You're right. <laughs> I think that'd be something I just I wouldn't bet on. That'd be you know. I'm you know what? That's called bankroll management. Corner. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna That's save not- it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the money I would have put on that and put it on the over for Carzo's Facebook posts. That that's called good gambling. That's like when you wake up at nine o'clock and you like have that itch. Um, and you were like, Oh my god, I need to bet the London game. Even the though- only way I would I would bet that is if it's the uh the Sunday night in like February when I'm betting the Pac-12 game you mean because basketball? I'm down I'm, because I'm down like $400 and I need to take the game that starts at 11 o'clock. Yeah. If someone's right. playing in Hawaii and I can bet that game and hopefully it hits. No, exactly. I'm happy you bankroll management there. Um, let's hit a non over under. Let's look at Nucci in the huddle. And I'm going to set this line right now at minus 140. And the other side is going to be a plus 115. The line is, will Nucci be single until he is 30? Yes is minus 130. No is plus 115. Now, he brags about a lone wolf. Hold on. When was, when was the date? When was the date? It's when he turns 30. He's 27 now, right? Uh, I think he's 26. Yeah, I think he's a 26. So let's go 29. Let's go. Let's put, make it a three-year period. Ooh. Well, he's turned 27 in February, so that's two years and yeah. maybe a couple months. So, uh, love you, Nooch, but I'm, I'm taking the minus 150 from riding it. Yeah, well, he, he brags about not having one, so that's why. He might be the guy at, like, 32. It's just like, here we are. Like, yeah, and then he's going to be 32, and he's going to get an absolute smoke show 23-year-old girlfriend. No, it's going to oh. – oh, man. No, I mean, I, I, 
I'm happy. This is a tough line I set. I'm going to take yes. I think he meets someone. I, I'm going to throw one back at the group. Hit it. It's a futures bet, and I want to know who do you, who do you think's in the lead? Next person to get engaged, Neil. What do you, what do you got that number at? He's got to be minus two fifty. Uh, at minus two hundred. I mean, Neil is one to like. He 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 could be one to get up and leave right away, and like just be like, oh, on to the next. In a sense, and nothing against his girlfriend. Um, just how he is. He'd be like, oh, like you know what? You we're gonna break up, fine, and just go move on. Um, but I think he's been dating now for I want to say six years. <clears throat> I, no, I think they're in pretty deep. I, I they live together in North Carolina. That's the only person. Yeah, yeah. If you, I think if you're moving different regions in the country together, it's kind of a dog kind of a lock. Haas might be creeping up there too. I know he doesn't want to hear it, but he's I think he's a he's a good dark horse bet. So who's number two and what are the odds? Numbers number two is Nutrino being married to the single game. Ready? I'm gonna go, Ryan. Dude, they they're not even six months in. Give the guy a break. He likes his relationships. He is a big relationship guy. Yeah. But guy. I don't know if he'd I don't know if he'd rush into yeah to, to pop in the question. I, mean, I think I know Scott. I know Scott doesn't listen, but I think Scott's a pretty good or Pete too. Pete, Pete, good one. I mean, I think Ryan's a value play. Ryan's not the number two highest odds. He's my value play. He's like plus twelve hundred. Like you're taking a shot. Yeah, I think Pete really enjoys complaining about his girlfriend too. So I feel like he's not going to be. I, I think no. I think once you get engaged, you can't really complain as much. Mm-hmm. Is he getting it all out of his system now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I think I think he, I think he's got a couple of years. I think we got a two, I think we got two years for Pete. I think I think it's Neil and then and then Haas and, and Scooter are, are two and three. With the real sleeper being um, uh, Matthew Canton marrying Young, forced marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Cormac, you got a line or anything? I mean, I could come up more. Uh, uh, did did beds getting peed? Was that one that got brought up last pod? What number of beds pissed this weekend? Did uh, that get brought up? Uh, I think it did because it was a big weekend. Well, that was with Colin, yeah. Um, uh, okay, I was, yeah, I was gonna, that was, I was gonna say, but I, I actually yeah. had a good one. I just thought of when I said your name over under age 40, the year Cormac finally gets his diploma. <laughs> Like his MBA or whatever, um, BA or whatever it is. I got to start with my bachelor's before I'm looking at an MBA, buddy. Yeah, BA, my bad. Bachelor. So does Cormac just take one class before he's 40 and wrap it up or no? Depends what class. Uh, I'm saying I'm saying yes. Well, so me and my brother have a plan for once I get on the department that me and him are going to take uh, like some bullshit class together and finish. Because my brother did the same thing as me where he walked at graduation. And the reason why he didn't graduate is because he he failed a music theory class. Your poor mother. <laughs> hey, all that matters is my grandparents saw the boys of the family put on the cap and gown, walk across the stage, and get the thing that holds the diploma. It doesn't matter that they weren't looking inside the diploma. They got a picture with us in our cap and gown. It's all that matters. Good but, point. yeah, we got a plan for within the next couple of years. We're going to go back and 
and wow. take, take I was, one class together. I was going to go under two. Actually, I think you're going to have to go. Thanks, dude. Two. Thanks for believing in me. Well, you have 13 years to get it. So <laughs> I'd hope at some point, at one point in the next 13 years, you're like, hmm, maybe I don't want to spend four, like two hours at night playing men. Maybe I get my degree. Mm. Maybe not. How? What's the longest? Have you won a title in Madden yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, what happens with me is I get sick of playing the same franchise, so I play like three years, win two Super Bowls, and then I move on to the next. I just started the franchise with the Broncos. You Simulated ever- the first year, traded a couple of guys, got rid of the big contracts. We signed a couple of good rookies. I signed the. Uh, I drafted. I drafted the QB out of uh, Coastal Carolina in the sixth round. He's going to be my franchise quarterback. Do you simulate games? I mean, no. Do you play every play in a game, or you sub sim some parts of games? I usually play offense only. Oh, so you're like an OC. Yeah. Could stream it like Coach Haas. That'd be nice. Um, anything else you guys want to cover? We've, we've hit the one hour, 17 minute mark, which is our longest pod by far. I like it. I, I, I'm happy I got to come on. Good conversation. How long? Like, I always like dragging Charter through the mud a little bit and then making <laughs> fun of some other people. So, no, this is this is a solid night for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. Man, this this pod is awesome. Um, it is my usually my Wednesday morning commute pod. That's awesome. Yeah, I have actually not listened to one of the pods yet. I probably won't listen to this because I don't want to hear myself talk. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna look at the group chat and be like, all right, they're, they're there. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna see the reviews that we get, and that's gonna be it. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're gonna get cars of them. He's gonna say, "What the fuck?" At like a, at the hour mark. <laughs> no, I think I, you know what. Actually, wait. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do my beginning uh, little soliloquy. Last thing I need to say where you guys are here. We'll go over my NFL power rankings and the black jersey just so I can get it done. Don't need to do it in the morning. Um, my black jersey this week is going to the Petey Pablos. We switch it up from Ryan and Dylan just because his team is one and four. Lots of injuries. Nothing about the owner. I just think his team, you know, they literally were um, – they, they caught the injury bug this week. So, I think he deserves the black jersey. Do you guys agree on that? Yeah. 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 And then, finally, my NFL power rankings, if we remember – Number one, I have the Cardinals. At, uh, number two, I have the Bills, 2A. Number two, B, are the Chargers. Um, oh, boy, I can't. I got to remember the rest of them. The, the Cowboys were number five. Five. Who was number four? The, Bucks. the, Cowboys, the Cowboys were four, I think. Here, wait one second. We, what about the Bucs? No. Browns? Definitely not the Browns. They're like 11. Oh, I think it was the Packers. Oh, it was it was the Cowboys at four and then the Packers. Might have to redo this tomorrow morning. No, <laughs> oh, let's redo it. That's one more time. Cardinals, Bills, Chargers tied two. Four, the Cowboys, five, the Packers. I kind of wish I'd put the Rams instead of the Packers, to be honest, but I'm not going to um, uh, beat around the bush that. All right. Well, boys, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to Crime for Information. That was an hour, 20-minute pod. I hope you enjoy. Um, Bon voyage, and can't wait to see you guys soon. Thank you guys. Everyone have a great day at work, because I know you're listening to this tomorrow. Um, Friday, Junior. Let's go. Um, uh, I am off work tomorrow. I will not be working. I will be active in the group me. I'd love some participation. I'm basically top man all day. So let's go. All right, gentlemen. All right. Later, boys.
Adios. Yeah.